Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer thanks to Purple PTSD and Vikings Territory for giving us a chance to post our podcast there. Be sure to go check out the great Vikings coverage over at purpleptsd.com and Vikings Territory. And Kyle and Sam back again to talk about another win. Yep. Uh, an exciting win. Uh, uh, very interesting, an interesting atmosphere too. I don't know. It's just, it was fun to see yep. just a little bit of a different type of game. Uh, obviously the game being played over in, in London. Uh yeah, it was a it was a neat game to watch. Sometimes the fans, like, so if you're watching from home, sometimes you have limited angles, or you maybe you can't see if there's a flag on the field. And sometimes the fans tell you at home how to react, right? Because you're, you know, you know you're in Minnesota, so they're all happy for this, or they're upset with this. But I found it harder in this game in that you have a mix of games, right? It's kind of like a neutral site, even though it's an Orleans home game. So there's a couple moments where it seemed like there was cheering, but there also wasn't like a fool or some, you know, maybe disgruntled fans. And uh, so, like Sam was saying, I, I mean, I would love to go to one. I mean, we don't live in London, but if we ever happen to be there and get the chance to go, I think it'd be an awful lot of fun. Oh, it would It would be a lot of fun. I, again, like, I don't uh, maybe plan a vacation around. Uh, probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> right a trip, but... Yeah. but um, yeah, it just it felt neat, neat to see just different fans of the teams there, or at least wearing yeah. gear. And I know, yeah. like, you see just a bunch of random people. I know, like, someone had a Bears, uh, yeah, thing on. Someone had a Mark Sanchez jersey, which I know they threw <laughs> to in the booth. Uh, I love that. Um, yeah, that's great. Uh, there's a whole lot of discussion we could have about that, but but I think let's talk about the game. And yeah, sure, sure. interesting game, I think. I, from my perspective, would say this is the second best performance they've had this season. Um, yeah, that's I, an interesting point. I I think maybe it's debatable. I think no. that there was better. It felt like things went better than they did last week against the Lions, but there still certainly is some room for improvement here. And so I, yeah. I want to maybe start with the offense uh, and and talk about that. What did you see from this offense that? Sure. Uh, maybe was better than the last couple of weeks. I think, in particular, because I think we, at, sure. at this point it feels like the Green Bay game is the is the the standard that you're hoping that they can reach. Yeah, that, yeah. that was the best performance. I think there's no question about it. Yeah, right. I mean, so it's consecutive weeks of 28 points, which is the most they've scored: 23, seven points against the Eagles, and then 28, 28 these past two weeks. And so, um, but obviously how you get to those points matters. Just like, because I agree with Sam, the best offensive performance was week one. They only had 23 points. And I think it stalled out at 23 just because they didn't need too many more, right? And, and so, and it's also worth kind of noting this week, 15 of those points came off of Greg Joseph's boot, right? Like he kicked five field goals. So the offense clearly could move the ball up and down the field, but actually finishing was... A little bit more of an issue. Obviously, we feel good about Justin Jefferson having that game that he did. 10 catches, 147 yards, 14.7 yards per catch average. That's an easy math there. And uh, and then he had the rushing touchdown. 
So he was involved in uh, in all kinds of ways, and it was really kind of um, encouraging to see him look like himself again, especially against Marshawn Lattimore, who is really he's an excellent corner, right? And and it wouldn't have been shocking to see him um, maybe kind of make life a little bit more challenging for Jefferson, but I thought that Jefferson clearly won that matchup. And I mean, if it were not for uh, a poor throw from Cousins, you know, there would have been that passing touchdown to Jefferson. Jefferson won that route. It was, you know, the ball was behind him. You know, it would have been 11 catches, I don't know, over 150 yards and, and the score, and then the rushing touchdown as well. I mean, this was, Jefferson played well, right? But even more encouraging, I thought that opening drive I just thought it was just friggin' brilliant. You know what I mean? You think of there was the target to um, uh, to KJ Osborne uh, that sailed high, and then of course they hit him in the end zone and that called back. But Osborne featured a little bit. Erskine Jr. caught a ball. Dalvin Cook ran a little bit. Alexander Mass ended up scoring a touchdown. Jefferson got the ball a couple times, uh, including on the uh, the very first play for the offense. Um, I think Adam Thielen had a catch. So you just you think about how we've been talking about and balancing this office somehow integrating all the playmakers. That opening drive did it, right? All three of your big wide receivers, your big tight end, your two top running backs. I just thought it was such an excellent opening drive. And based off of that, it wouldn't have been shocking to see them have a dominant day. Just because it was just the opening script was so friggin' good, it was so good. Um, I think her cousin just looks a bit off. And I do, I've wondered, I don't know if you've had the same thoughts, Sam, but I've wondered that Kirk Cousins, and I'm not trying to stir up anything or like whatever, but like Kirk Cousins, Kevin O'Connell, is the connection a bit off? Not in the sense they don't like each other, but just that like you're just kind of still getting comfortable in that offense, still kind of sorting out the nuances. Um, I don't know. Did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting point because I, there's just been some throws in it again. Yeah. It's hard to be perfectly accurate all the time, but there was several plays yesterday where it was just like, it was a little bit behind or just, yeah, just like, exactly. And and they end up looking like drops. They still get to the receivers because these receivers are world-class. And so they're able yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to do that. But like, just like you talk about the Jefferson throw, uh, like there's just, it just feels a little bit off. And, and I guess maybe it is Kirk Cousins. Maybe it's just the offense as a whole, just figuring out, things out but i think my observation which i was going to kind of check with you i think on a similar note is just it just still feels like work like it still yeah. feels like it's just like it's not easy it's yet. clunky at times it just feels like it's like they're really yeah. grinding it out some there are a few few moments where they really ran the clock down and i think they did get a delay game penalty where it's like it's just not and that you know that's always going to happen even if you're like as familiar as possible you know sometimes you're just behind a little bit or whatever but it just seems to be happening a little bit too frequently you know what i mean yeah and i i like i still view that as like a reason for optimism in some ways of like okay three and one they're yeah. still figuring it out it's week four they're still getting yeah. things there and they're they're playing well and like like and there's been some quotes and again every team can come out and say like, well, we'll just wait till you see us at our best or like, yeah, right. So like, it's like, okay, well, whatever, like show us, like do it. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it does still feel like, you know what, this, this team does have another gear to yep. go. And 
maybe it is cousins maybe that's the he is the person that allows them to have i again i i i could see how he could maybe be the person that you uh put that on a little bit not saying that it's 100 kirk cousins fault or anything but mm -hmm. um it does feel like just the offense as a whole you see flashes it's like you know what this is the team like you said the opening script there even there's, there's some other drives yeah. later in the game where it's like okay like yeah like yeah i know this team yeah. can do it and i think there is a relatively high level of confidence in this team uh, yeah. and in this offense but it still feels a little bit a little bit clunky a uh, little bit a little bit hard to to do and i think uh yeah I, again i i know we were talking a little bit before we started here uh today about some of the penalties that went in the vikings favor in the fourth quarter right. yeah. um and i think the vikings certainly got away with with a couple calls that went in their favor that i think yep. if you would say the rules were reversed you would yeah. be quite disappointed um yeah, yeah. about those calls happening yeah yep. uh they worked out they they were very very helpful uh for this vikings team yep. on a drive that was hard to get going it felt at, at times yes but yeah you're talking about at the end there and um you know we were looking at the the game book sam and i and uh the vikings five of their first downs yesterday came by penalty right as opposed to new orleans who had zero first downs as a result of penalties some of that i mean you can blame the refs sometimes it's just a matter of one team is more disciplined than the other and and there's sometimes that's legitimate right like one team played in discipline the other didn't and lo and behold the one that was more disciplined uh benefited from that you know go figure uh but sometimes like a like the tyron matthew penalty i don't think that was you know i was looking at maybe a different angle i was i'd say something different but when i was looking at it i was thinking golly that that helps the vikings so and that's good i guess but i i don't see that as a penalty kind of thing and that really helped us right that really helped the team if i were a saints fan i'd be upset for sure um but i mean and like i i, I do have this thought i mean you're saying um you don't think it's all on cousins to kind of go back to that a little bit it's definitely not right but he is the leader of the offense but then i to, you know, to your point of like, you know, kind of clunky and fun all causes, like, I feel the same way about the defense as a whole. You know, the defense is still clunky. The defense should still have an extra gear. You know, I think we are all expecting Daniel Hunter and Zedaria Smith to not just be like good, but to get sacks and bunches, like to, to like take over a game and come out of it and we're like, damn, dude, like they just had no answer. Hunter had three sacks, Smith had two sacks, you know, and they just took over that game, you know, and, and maybe those games are still to come. And I do wonder, these opening six weeks, and you get that week seven bye where you can kind of step back a little bit, rest, nurse the wounds, kind of reset your mind, maybe step away from football, and then come back to it with kind of a fresh set of eyes, fresh mind, look at that playbook again, look at these designs again. And uh, and I wonder if they could really get moving in the right direction post by. And so if you get to four and two, who knows, even five, I mean, I think we're all expecting a win over the Bears if they don't beat the Bears. This week there's a major problem uh but i mean at the minimum if you're four or two and then if you can use that by to really fine-tune things and really get this going obviously there's a big if that's not a guarantee but you know the players and the coaches have to make it actually happen um but the potential is there right because i think with what we're saying about cousins it's just not 
quite second nature sometimes, not quite there. He's just a little bit off timing sometimes, like all this stuff. And I wonder if the defense is a similar kind of thing um, where really it feels like they could, they could be really good. You know what I mean? Like I thought Dancer played well yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, I, and let's, let's talk about the defense a little more because yep. I think that again, uh, if, if you're going to put an argument, I know I kind of thrown out that idea of maybe this was the second best game of the season. I think if you were to have yeah. an argument against that, it was probably about the defense. Uh, yeah. Like you were, yeah. you expected more, especially with how many weapons the saints had out. Um, yeah, exactly. Andy Dalton is a fine quarterback, um, yep. but Murray really just, just felt like they were gaining six yards a rush. Yeah. No problem. Uh, yeah. Second half, they were just seemingly doing what they wanted on their ground. Yeah. Which, yeah, it kind of was like, thank you for not doing that earlier. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. But, but like you said, I think there is still certainly some room for improvement. You see, you see these building blocks, you see, and you see these assets really that the, the team has some of these stars as uh, Smith and Antonio Hunter, and they're still, they're showing up in plays. And I know one of the things we've been doing is uh, tracking your prediction of 30 sacks for Janiel Hunter and Smith. We're and behind. Yeah. The first week it felt like it was like, okay, this is happening. And now there's been two combined in the three games since Zadarius Smith had, had one uh, yeah. this week. Uh, That's right. But they said there four are sacks total right now, right? Four sacks so total yeah. between, between the two of them, four games in. Uh, yeah, that's right. So, so we're we're a fair bit behind our pace right now. Yeah. So Justin and the Bears and their offensive line, they could really. I think there's Justin Fields. There, there could be. There could be. Um, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Five six sack game could really help the prediction. I was gonna say you get a couple a couple each there, and you're you're well on your way back on on track. Right. Um, right. But I think again, this was a game that the team needed to win and they ended up coming up big uh yeah that's right in the end and that's i think what we i think we've been talking about that a little bit just about you know what you look at overall defensive numbers maybe you're disappointed maybe you're disappointed about the the field but really these games come down to a couple plays and the Mm -hmm. vikings the last couple weeks despite not looking super great super confident it's come down to it, and I think uh, you can include the the uh, the posts as a as another defensive yeah. player this week. The double uh, doink. The double. Yeah. They got their own version of the double doink. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize until they showed the replay, like how close exactly. Was. I thought it actually hit the bottom. Me or, too. But, me too. But uh, yeah, that was. It's amazing to me how a ball with so much like the just. It, it speaks to the nature of how a football is designed, I think, in terms yeah. of like the way that that went. Because um, it's amazing just yeah. for it to bounce out like that. Because it, uh, yeah. it just, it was super, super close. Uh, but in the end of the day, they got it. And yeah, and really and two awesome. straight weeks, we, we were just saying Cousins was a touch off, but two straight weeks of game winning drives for Cousins. Yeah. So you give the dude credit for that, certainly. Certainly. Yeah. Absolutely, and and I think fair to say maybe it was closer than it needed to be with like if Joseph. Oh hits yeah, that, if hits that PAT uh, right on the <laughs> Jefferson run, like I mean, we're sitting there. My wife and I are saying, of course, there's a Vikings miss PAT, and then the opposition's kicker drills a sixty, right? 
and then and then and then and then we get took lead again like oh okay i don't and then it's like of course the 61 yarder they're going to drill this too but yeah. thank thank god it didn't it didn't yeah. go in so yeah. yeah well overall i think a game with maybe certainly some positives some room for improvement there uh any final observation just on what happened or maybe at this point what you're looking forward to uh against the bears next week i know you mentioned just yeah. like the that offensive line and, and hope for them to really take advantage of that um i would really hope to see is a dominant defensive effort and they're like a really a strong sense of urgency on the field to put together a dominant win you know to walk out of that game with a 31 to 3 win you know what i mean we're just like all all three phases you know and just chicago had no ability to move the ball because that defense was just flying around they just had things figured out they're playing fast and loose that's really what i want to see from the defense not like you know, the game's wearing on and they just kind of look anemic it's kind of like not really moving well and then you know picking up four five six seven eight nine yards in these runs you're thinking yeah, what's going on and sometimes the coverage is soft and you're thinking what are they doing i want them to play like i understand this you know too high a look and a lot of times you leave the flats open but i want them to play fast and aggressive within that flowing the ball um you know within that structure getting multiple guys to the ball trying to force uh trying to force a turnover if, if at all possible and um you know, kind of and seeing from there more sacks, more turnovers, more of those impact plays rather than sometimes the defense feels like they're just hanging on, which there's too much talent to just be hanging on. They they could they could be significantly better than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, the the potentials there, I think you see different players stepping up all the time, like throughout this team. I think it's been encouraging to see you mentioned Dantzler uh, and uh, Mattel has played well. Uh, hard, yeah, he has. Hard, yeah, hard yeah. to see uh, yeah. scene go down. That's that's tough. It's frig. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I think, especially considering the history of yeah. not having a whole lot of performance from uh, your uh, draft class yeah. uh, in the rookie season. I think there was some hope that maybe uh, Andrew Booth Jr. and and Lewis Scene would, yeah. would do some stuff, and it's just injuries have not allowed for for that to happen, which is yeah. which is really hard. But um, mm -hmm. I think that there are there's still some some good skill there, uh, and yeah. and it feels like the hope is that it will just continue to get better and better. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, looking forward to the Bears. It would like it, not to get ahead of ourselves or anything, but to be able to pull off three wins against division rivals, huge is huge. huge. Like to go three and zero, oh, yeah, would yeah, be, would be massive. Yeah, uh, and and so a Bears win would really help uh this and, and who knows what this dolphins team is going to look like uh in in week yeah. six but yeah. uh, looking forward to to what what's going to happen here so it'll be fun fun to watch uh bears game and and like you said hopefully a, a really convincing win exactly uh, the exactly so yep. let's wrap it up there with the vikings talk i know we did preview last week that we were going to do a little bit of a prediction for yeah our hockey and i know we haven't done a whole I, lot I of forgot work. about that all right so let's I, do it i'm I all over it 15 minutes ago so we're, we're equally prepared uh, all right but i know we we do a little bit of minnesota wild talk uh really feels like they're in a good spot as the season goes on i think the um 
there, there's some hope about, I think the biggest question maybe I should say is around Marco Rossi and, and what his role looks like right sure. now. And where it sounds like it's kind of not about if he makes the lineup, but where they put him in the lineup. And, and that, sure. I think the Minnesota wild, they have good centers, not great centers. And it's kind of uh, interesting. It feels like in some ways they're interchangeable in terms of who you could put uh, throughout the lineup. And so he being a real, highly regarded prospect. It'll be interesting to see where they put him. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. Cal and I traditionally, and it's hard to say traditionally because we've only been doing this for, for a couple of years. Uh, and I think this actually would be only the second time we've done this where right. before the season starts, we do give a little bit of a prediction of who our Eastern conference and Western conference teams will be. Right. Uh, and who will eventually win the Stanley cup. Um, so I know it looks like maybe Kyle's frantically pulling up some kind of yeah, uh, man. article uh, to help guide his. his <laughs> you know. No, uh, I'm just I'm looking at the conferences. I'm looking at the uh, the teams, making sure I don't uh, pull off the boneheaded mistake of picking two teams in the same conference. That that would certainly not look good on us. Um, it would not. No, definitely not. So maybe if you want me to go first, I can. Uh, yeah, because I just figured, like, if I went first, you'd probably piggyback off my answers. I've done so much better than you in this, you right. know, you, you just keep picking the Leafs. I keep picking the winners, you know, that whole thing. You did, I think, pick Tampa to come out of the, the East last year. Man, last year I picked... Um, or you picked Washington I, at one point. I don't know. I can't remember. I just picked Washington. The others. Uh, but but going going into the playoffs, I picked the Rangers and the Avalanche. And the Rangers conference finals, they fell short, but the Avalanche won the cup. And the year before that, I picked Lightning in the cup. So I feel like at least heading into the playoffs, I've had some okay okay predictions here. Yeah, we we got we always will get a chance to to come back to this. But let's pick. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. we'll with no games played so far. That's right. That's Western right. Western Conference, Eastern Conference team, and then. You can throw in maybe just your fan wild card pick, and I know okay. like uh, do that. So, are you okay. are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to roll, man. Let's do this thing. So, Eastern Conference team, who do you got? Eastern Conference team, I think after years of kind of being close but not quite getting there, I think it's finally time for the Hurricanes to uh, to kind of get there and and represent their conference for the Stanley Cup. Man, I really should have gone first because that was yeah. that was the team I was going to pick too. Yeah, um, he says that now, but yeah, yeah, he picks the yeah. Leafs every freaking time. Yeah. I I do actually. Well, I'm saving my Leafs, my the fan pick. That's why I threw it in there because it's like, yeah. Well, you know what? No, I I. Because All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm choosing the Leafs. Yeah, of course, yeah. Here. The goaltending is going to come together. Yeah, Matt yeah. Murray and Ilya Samsonov will be the best tandem in the league. And I don't need <laughs> yeah, a fan. Okay. I don't need okay. a fan pick to hide behind. Uh, yeah, that's all right. Ooh, do you want to do? This is the year. Um, yeah, I've okay. never said it before. I'll say it this year. This is the year. Um, so that's the Eastern Conference. Western Conference. Who do you? Who do you got? The Western Conference, at least as far as I can tell, doesn't look as impressive. No. As. Um, the Eastern Conference. And so it's a touch harder. I don't want to say Colorado, even though I think they are the clear favorite, right? Defending champs, and they still have a loaded roster, absolutely loaded. Uh, 
I'm instead going to say the Calgary Flames, even though they've had an awful lot of transition. Uh, I think it's still plausible they could do quite well. I have no faith in Edmonton. I uh, don't want to pick the obvious um, avalanche. And then the Wilds, certainly it's possible, but I don't know if they're quite there yet. I just think the salary cap situation is so tricky to navigate for them. If they had that full amount of money, it, it could be quite different. But give me um, give me the Canes versus um, versus the Flames. Canes and Flames. And it's, uh, it's the Canes who are going to win it. That's, okay. that's, my, that's my prediction. Okay. Well, I certainly consider the Flames. And like you, I considered the Avalanche. They, the goaltending at this point uh, is a little iffy for them. Uh, for, says for the Leafs guy. Sorry? Come on. Says the guy who just picked the Leafs. That's true. That's true. You know what? Um, goaltending just is, is a hard thing to predict sometimes. But I think if you were to say an argument against the Avalanche, yeah. I would say that it's about that. And also just there is a lack, a little bit of, of some center depth there uh, after Nathan, right. the loss of Kadri. So um, I, I too will not pick the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, I do think the Minnesota Wild are going to be a good team. I, I will not pick them to thought about Calgary, but I am going to go within the province and I will oh, okay. Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the all Canadian matchup. Absolutely. Edmonton and Toronto uh, will be there. And of course, Toronto will win. All right. We will uh, kind of see after the seventh game of the first round um, how that, that prediction materialized. Yeah. Well, I was going to give you a chance to throw some plugs out there, but yeah, I don't think so anymore. Uh, no, no, no plugs. No None plugs. for me. So forget it. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Be uh, back to talk about the Bears next week. Uh, look forward to it. But uh, have a good week, everyone. Take care, and we'll talk soon. Bye.